0: Everyone welcome our new sponsor, Diet Smoke. Diet Smoke is the premier source for legal THC and mushroom products. The team at Diet Smoke sent us
1: gummies to enjoy while we horror and chill. My favorite are the Great Sleep Gummies. And mine are the Cherry Lime Gummies. With a wide range of strengths and doses, Diet Smoke promises to find the perfect product for you. Whether you want something strong to unwind, a boost of energy to keep you going, or a lighter option for a mellow high, Diet Smoke has you covered. They understand everyone is different, which is why they're dedicated to helping you find the perfect product. Their customer service team will be by your side, helping you along the way. Diet Smoke has
0: cannabis gummies, shots, and vapes, each one made to deliver the best balance of flavor and effect.
1: So don't settle for less and join the Diet Smoke community and discover the buzz for you. Visit dietsmoke.com today and use code DFWTO for 50% off any item and enjoy your journey to cannabis bliss. Diet Smoke, your partner
0: in finding the perfect THC and mushroom products. This podcast is sponsored
1: by BetterHelp. Hey guys, it's Casper. And Becky. From the DFWTO podcast. If you've been a longtime listener, you know how much mental health means to us. Mental health
0: actually plays a role in many horror films, especially the final girl subgenre. Whether it's Nancy facing her nightmares and defeating Freddie, or Sydney taking out Ghostface to overcome the trauma of and avenge her mother's death, Not only are horror movies a huge comfort to Casper and I, so is putting our mental health first. And if you agree and you're searching for professional
1: services, let BetterHelp be your guide. BetterHelp will connect you with a licensed therapist who can help you start your journey of self-awareness and discovery. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be flexible and convenient for any type of schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get yourself matched up with a licensed therapist and you can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Just like the final
0: girls that triumph over evil, triumph over your trauma with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com D-F-W-T-O and save 10% off your first month when you sign up today. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com D-F-W-T-O. And remember, guys, don't, don't fuck with you. the original. Now let's get into the episode.
1: Good evening, and welcome to another episode of the DFWTO Happy Power Podcast. I'm your host Casper. I'm your other host Becky Gremlin, here to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays because Wednesdays are for podcasts, and
0: it's DFWTO guys. Casper got a big tongue tied; it happens.
1: Happy Valentine's Day! Happy Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. my bloody Valentines! Um, I almost watched that today. It's been a while. It's been a while. Um, <laughs> so, you guys, um, we have great news. If you guys have been following us for a little while. We got approved to do the press again at Horror Hound this year. Yes, we did. And we both got our emails this past week. So, um, uh, also, everyone that did it last year will be doing it with us again. Um, so, make sure to check out all of their podcasts. I will definitely have all of the names I, I'm Monsters and Mosh Pit um what's Ashes uh um, rise from the rise from the dead dead yeah and then uh Monsters Raul versus Monsters um <clears throat> all of them will all be doing it again super excited to do that i've heard a lot of good films are coming to f- uh, film Fest this year uh horror hound is going to be massive this year they opened up the big uh they finally are completing the construction to actually make the convention center bigger. So that's going to be nice. Um they have pretty much centered a lot on directors this year, which I think is really cool. Um they just announced fucking um help oh Juliet Lewis. Juliet Lewis today, which is absolutely fucking insane. I it's like what Becky said earlier. I mean, I consider her Hollywood royalty. Um she got announced today. Just, just very big names, very cool, very exciting. Yeah, they've got a. Um, it's a
0: great selection. Uh, group, a lot of people coming back that have been before, a lot of newcomers. It's it's a good group of celebrity. I'm and I'm <clears throat> so excited about the film festival. Yep. Too. uh I can't wait to see what movies are going to be playing um, trailers that are, that we're going to be able to watch. I'm just, I am so the, the film festival side was so amazing last year. And mm-hmm. we're so happy to be a part of it again. And I just can't wait. That was so much fun. It really that was, was just a blast. I am so excited to get to watch those films and uh, get some more interviews in and meet some more people. And, uh, and I
1: actually was smart and took Monday off this year. <laughs> So, I can actually wake up in the morning and actually get together everyone I need to talk to instead of working and doing it at the same time because last year was insane. <laughs> that was crazy. I don't know why you've never thought. I Because I'm not smart sometimes. I've okay. always
0: done that, I think, except for maybe like one of the first times I have. Cause I, was I like, think oh, last man, year I, I actually didn't have
1: the time for oh, some okay. reason. But uh, oh, it was because I took that week off because we moved. That's why we moved into the house and I had a week off. That's why I didn't have the time. But um, this year I have the time and I'll be doing that. So, yeah, we just wanted to let you guys know we will be doing Film Fest again this year. So they'll probably up in the coming April, uh, May, June months, uh, some interviews, talking about some new horror movies. And we cannot wait to do that again and tell you guys all about the movies that uh, Horror Hound brings us. And I love that Horror Hound is also making the Film Fest more of a focus um than they used to and i think a lot of that's to do with like movies like terrifier funhouse massacre movies that actually screen in horror hound that have become big blown up and um i really feel like it gives these indie artists and indie directors and indie producers screenwriters cinematographers you know all of them a good chance to get their name out there they just added a new category best screenplay i think that's really cool
0: to the film festival awards um so yeah it's gonna be exciting this year um but guys tonight we are finally talking about because she was paroled from prison this year and it has just been all over the place everywhere online and i cannot believe we haven't talked about it till now um we're gonna be talking maybe about... it was supposed to wait until now uh, since so she guessing... just got out of prison uh Gypsy rose <laughs> <clears throat> blanchard and the death of her mother, Dee Dee Blanchard, and uh, a lot about Munch- Munchausen's by proxy. Which is, I remember, I think the first time I ever <coughs> found out about Munchausen by proxy was when HBO used to do those like after-school specials. I think there was one about that back in the day, and then the scene in The Sixth Sense. Because I think that was one of the first times I ever saw it in a movie where somebody was making their kids sick to get attention. Like, I don't think anybody really knew or had heard of that. Um, And then once it started to become more of a thing we were hearing about, that people were actually doing this to their children, typically it resulted in the death of the child. Usually the child would die from just multiple surgeries, being malnourished, all the medications they were forced to take. Um, usually it's the child that dies, or or the parent gets or the parent gets caught, caught. This time it was the child ultimately, even though Gypsy wasn't the one who physically killed her, but it was the the child who stopped it. And resulted in the death of her mother. Um, this case was insane.
1: It um, really was. <laughs>
0: especially when the the first initial documentary that came out about this was an HBO produced one back in 2017 called Mommy, Dead and Dearest. And I think that was initially the first time anybody, that essentially everybody found out about this case. Because it the murder itself happened in 2015 and the documentary came out right around the time if not after the sentencing had happened or the case the court case was was going on um regarding uh gypsy and um uh, nicholas gojon who was the man that actually physically murdered her mother um so most recently like i said she was paroled from prison um and there was in 2019 <clears throat> there was a drama series that was created called the act joey king portrayed gypsy rose and patricia arquette portrayed Dee Dee blanchard um i did not watch that Same. uh sometimes dramatizations like that i don't necessarily agree with especially if the people involved uh don't agree with it or didn't think it was written correctly I feel um, like
1: didn't you say it was kind of sensationalized her, like gypsy, gypsy really didn't did, like it Gypsy
0: was very upset about it she did not like the way she was portrayed in it she thought a lot of things were um and again with things like this they're not meant as documentaries they're they're going to even though I don't think anything in this story needed to be faked or dramatized in any way this the real story in and of itself was crazy enough in in my opinion but um i did watch mommy dead and dear uh dead and dearest and then i just recently watched the one gypsy's revenge that was released uh right before gypsy was paroled and that one is currently streaming on discovery plus um And I think there's one that she was just recently involved in that you have to buy on Amazon Prime. And I have not watched that. That is the one that involves her current husband. And it's uh, recordings from right before she got released from prison. Um, So to kind of give background on Gypsy and her mother. uh, Gypsy was born on July 27, 1991 to 24-year-old Claudine Dee Dee Blanchard
1: and 17-year-old Rod Blanchard. So if she was born July 27th. That's a cancer, correct? Yeah. So, Makes a lot of sense. And
0: essentially the story between <clears throat> Rod and Dee Dee was that they barely knew each other. And Dee Dee kind of in in interviews with Rod if you listen to him talk it's almost like she kind of groomed him and sort of forced him into getting her pregnant and you have to remember this is a 17 year old and a 24 year old yep so i yeah i i don't you know i don't know how you want to look at that but kind of sounds a little bit like grooming to me when you have essentially a child with cuz she met Rod when he was 16 so, boy, yeah. Um, and then according to, and you got more of this when I watched the Gypsy's Revenge documentary, that Dee, Dee Dee was doted on by her mother. But then there were also beliefs that she may have drugged and killed her own mother. Um, but they think that maybe the Munchausen's by proxy was passed on to her. Because apparently, uh, and there's no medical evidence to back this up, Dee, Dee had a heart murmur, or at least that's what her mother told everybody she had. So Dee Dee wasn't allowed to go out and play. She couldn't do a lot of things that other kids do because she would get hurt. She was sick all the time, according to her mom, even though, her again, there's the no weapon. evidence karma there's <laughs> no evidence to back this up um sounds a lot like karma came and got it and like so her parents paid for her to go to school bought <clears> her <throat> her first car all this stuff that they did not do to the rest of her siblings because they kept saying you know how much more special Dee was and it got them attention so probably <clears throat> a pretty early case of munchausen's uh but not as severe but basically Dee was used to being spoiled and getting her way and getting attention And she just, another way to do that was having a child. So her mother first began asserting that Gypsy Rose had an array of different health issues from infancy. Her mother told her, now according to Gypsy, when she was around five or six years old, her mother told her that she had muscular dystrophy and that she needed to be in a walker. She actually told her that she had seizures, I'm sorry, but she was telling everybody else a couple years later that she had muscular dystrophy um, when she was around seven or eight she was involved in a very minor motorcycle accident with her grandfather in which she obtained a minor knee abrasion after this dd Dee Dee told her that she needed to use a wheelchair so she was telling she told her by the time she was six that she was having seizures she was telling everybody else around eight or nine that she no longer could use her legs and the reason she was using these seizures as an excuse to tell people that every time. And it, now and this is another thing. Rod would have regular visits even after him and Dee Dee separated, not long after uh gypsy was born that he would never see her have seizures. He never saw anything, but like he even said that like they would start to get close. And as soon as they would start to get close, Dee Dee would pull her away. And then started moving further and further away. Like, they were originally from Louisiana. They moved the next town over. And then they moved to New Orleans, which was a couple hours away. And then when Hurricane Katrina hit, they moved to Missouri, which was like 11 hours away. So it was just like the more and more and more she could pull Gypsy away from her father. Because she knew that if her father knew that she was going to start making these things up about her medical history, that he would immediately intervene on top of the fact that he was paying her alimony child and child support and paying for her medical insurance. It was like, that just wasn't enough. Dee Dee needed the attention. She needed more money. She needed all these things. So she used her own daughter to scam and it started from the beginning and every time. And again, nobody else outside of Dee Dee, according to her ever saw Gypsy have a seizure She would tell people that every time Gypsy had a seizure, that she was becoming more developmentally disabled. So that's what caused her to start to lie more about her age, because she would tell people that even though, say, she's 15, she's got the mind of a 10 year old, but then she would actually lie and say she was 10 because she altered her age. Mm -hmm. She altered her age by four years. She changed her birth certificate to say she was born in 1995 instead of 1991. So it just, yeah, just anything she could do to keep up the lie and keep her away from her father and people that she knew would intervene and would put it to a stop immediately. Um, So once they moved after hurricane Katrina Um, from Louisiana to Aurora in southwestern Missouri, Gypsy was honored by the Olay Foundation, which advocates for the rights of feeding tube recipients um, as its 2007 Child of the Year. The whole time, Gypsy knew she didn't need the feeding tube and knew that she could walk. In 2008, Habitat for Humanity built them a small home with a wheelchair ramp, in a hot tub as part of a larger project on the north side of Springfield to the east, and the two moved there. The story of a single mother with a severely disabled daughter forced to flee Katrina's devastation received considerable local media attention, and the community often pitched in to help the woman who went by Claudinia Blanchard, whom they knew as Dee. Dee. Many people who met Gypsy Rose were charmed by her, her four foot eleven height, nearly toothless mouth, large glasses, and high childlike voice reinforced the perception that she had all the problems her mother said she had and claimed. Didi Dee Dee regularly shaved Gypsy's head to mimic the hairless appearance of a chemotherapy patient, allegedly telling her that since her medication would eventually cause her hair to fall out, it was best to shave it in advance. Gypsy often wore wigs or hats to cover her baldness. When they left the house, Dee, Dee often took an oxygen tank and feeding tube with them. Gypsy Rose was fed children's liquid nutrition supplement, PediaSure, well into her 20s. Dee used physical abuse to control her daughter, always holding her hand in the presence of others. When Gypsy Rose said something that suggested she was not genuinely sick or seemed beyond her purported mental capacity, um, she recalls that her mother would squeeze her hand very tightly. When the two were alone, Dee Dee struck her with open hands or a coat hanger. Um, so, it was, Gypsy said in an interview that she thinks she probably met with well over a hundred doctors. Um, Her mother would lie and say that conveniently all of her medical records were destroyed in Hurricane Katrina. So there was literally no medical history to go off of, except for everything that her mother would tell these doctors in Missouri. Um, Basic, there was an entire uh, if I think. Both documentaries showed the closet from their house. There was literally an entire, if you think of the size of like a bathroom closet, there was an entire closet full from top to bottom of all of the medications that she had Gypsy on. And this is someone who was completely healthy and had nothing wrong with her. She had multiple surgeries on both of her eyes that were not needed. Um, All of her teeth had been pulled out. The majority of their teeth were rotting out because of all of the unnecessary medications that her mother was giving her. Um, She had her salivary glands removed because the medications her mom was giving her, again, that were unnecessary were making her drool. Or at least that's what her mom told her. Uh, The surgery to have the feeding tube, to have the implant placed. Um, She had multiple surgeries on her stomach because the medications she was being given were causing her to throw up and she doesn't know what surgery she had, but apparently was supposed to make her stop throwing up. Um, So you're talking basically systematic medical torture throughout her entire life by the hands of her own mother and medical professionals who believed what her mother told them, who did Nothing. EKGs, MRIs, all these tests showed nothing was wrong with her. Yet, she still went through all of these unnecessary medical procedures. Not one single doctor intervened and did anything. There was one doctor in Missouri early on that she took her to, was a neurologist, who wrote at the very bottom of medical notes that he suspected Munchausen's by proxy, but never, and as a court-mandated reporter, and you are, he never reported, this is a pediatric neurologist, he never reported it to Child Protective Services. Never reported it. And that was even brought up later in court. Never said a thing. What about all these other hundreds of doctors? You put a feeding tube in a healthy person?
1: And like knowing that you did her that teeth teeth
0: too. Out? I, I don't, so again, I just want to graphic because this is a really difficult case to talk about because there are a lot of people who are saying that Gypsy should still be in prison, that but I don't think people understand the scope of what this of of how this child was manipulated and how her how manipulative her mother was. Because there was all this talk of why didn't she leave? Why didn't she just where was she gonna go? She also thought she was four years younger than what she actually was. So even though legally she was 19, her mother had it in her head and everybody else's head and also a forged birth certificate that she was only 15. So where was she going to go? She didn't know how to open a bank account. She never had a job before. Her father, her mother told her horrific stories about the type of person her father was, which were all a lie. So she didn't think she could go to her dad who was she going to go to? This is what I get. I get so pissed off at people who have never, who have lived a life of of the golden rainbow and and unicorns and everything sugary happy and saccharine sweet and have never had a single fucking solitary problem ever happen in their life. And every time they hear something about, about somebody being kidnapped, somebody being raped, somebody being abused, somebody being tortured, why didn't they just leave? Why didn't they just... You act like it. I. Those are the type of people that I'm like. I pray nothing ever happens to you or somebody that you love, because you are talking out of your asshole. You have no idea what God, you're talking just about. Leave. You've had nothing. You've had nothing ever happen to you in your entire life. She was told that she was going to die. She had been told from. Five, six, seven, eight years old that she had cancer, that she was knocking on death's door, that she needed to be in a wheelchair, that she needed to be fed by a feeding tube, that she needed all these medicines or she would die. Where was she going to go? What was she going to do? And I'm not saying that it was the answer that her mother, I am not saying murdering her mother or manipulating another young man who clearly Nicholas Gojan was not a mentally is not a mentally healthy young man at all. He something he was not going down a, a road a good road to begin with. Do I think he deserves to be in prison? No. Do I think he deserved to be wrapped up in all of this? No. Do I think Dee Dee deserved to be brutally murdered? No. But everybody that kept saying, why didn't she just leave? Shut, Do please do the world a favor and shut the fuck up. Because you have no idea what you're talking about. This is literal torture. Could you imagine having unnecessary medical procedures done on you like that? All of your teeth pulled out, the constant sedation, the medication, being fed through a feeding tube when you don't need it. You have no idea. You have no idea. It's one
1: of those things where it's like that's starvation. Basically. Obviously, I it's, don't condone killing either, but I feel like in this type of situation, yeah, I think anybody I th-
0: with half a conscience knows right, that, <laughs> that nobody
1: is condoning the murder of, but the brutality of the murder I, of her mother. It's almost like a way of self-defense to me, in in a, in a very strange roundabout way it's almost like a way of self-defense to me because her mother was killing her. Like in all reality, these medications, when she's a healthy person, if it would have continued well into her adulthood, it probably would have killed her by some point. And honestly, I think that's the trajectory. That was the
0: conclusion that I felt after all of this, after reading about this, after watching both documentaries, that I think the only end result, because it, and we'll read more that as gypsy got older and the more she was starting to rebel and wanting to you know cuz her body is blossoming you're 19 you're getting boobies you know your <laughs> body things boobies I'm sorry. some some you're some of y'all have, boobies. some of y'all had boobies before 19 sorry good for you i didn't um <laughs> you know like you're Any, well, let's, okay, let's not even say that she thought she was 15. All right, 15. Boobies, hormones, all these things, sex, da-da-da-da. That's going to happen regardless. Yep. Hormones are raging. You can't help that. No matter what hold her mother continued to have on her, at some point she was not only going to want to have her own life, but possibly have a love interest, a boyfriend, have sex at some point. Like that's going to happen. And again, any nobody was allowed to be close to her because that would, you know, you're going to see what's behind the curtain. You can't pull that facade away. Like you just can't because it it breaks, it crumbles everything Dee Dee worked so hard for. You started this lie. I got to keep this lie going because I need the money. I need the attention. So I think I agree with you. I think the end result was that she was ultimately going to kill Gypsy. Because then again, and then all, then of course all that's going to do is more money, more attention. At some point, all of this was going to,
1: you lost your daughter. Exactly. At some point,
0: this was all going to kill Gypsy. I I don't, I I don't, I don't see. I feel like taking
1: medications that are that strong
0: was gonna
1: for, go and you having nothing wrong with you over time it's gonna kill you especially her doing cancer treatments for not having cancer like, how far was she gonna give her this pediasure i mean and feed her
0: children's a children's
1: nutrient like, as an adult like how long don't, are you gonna do this i don't agree with killing but i feel like it was self-defense like at the end of the day when she found out her mom was basically killing her, I feel like it was self defense. Like, yeah, she probably should have just called the cops and told them what was going on. But again, she's a kid. She's a fucking kid, and you need to give her and that anybody grace. Anybody that's
0: ever grown up with the manipulative <clears throat> parent—that that had, had to be way. scary, anyways. You're terrified because you don't know who to trust. And if your mother could manipulate, yeah, the doctors. Don't you think she'd be able to manipulate? the police. They'd be like, well, she's she just told, a kid. Well, and it wasn't even that. She told everybody that she was mentally handicapped, that she was developmentally disabled. Yeah. So, if they're thinking that they're talking to a 15-year-old that has the brain of a 10-year-old, the police aren't going to believe anything, Gypsy says. They're going to believe her mom. Unless you get that one good cop that sees through all that. But then how, how often have we seen it where the cops even get manipulated. Yep. Dee Dee knew what to say. I'm telling you she would have manipulated the cops. Oh yeah. If she could do it to hundreds of doctors and she's telling, that's what I'm saying, she told everybody that Gypsy was developmentally disabled. So that gave her even more of a one up because everybody's gonna think, oh this poor little slow girl, you know, she's slow Mm -hmm. she's got pro whatever like self it is it's self defense. it's exactly what you said this was self-defense this was self-defense what she was doing i i don't i don't know how else you you could look at it Dee, Dee seems to have at least once forged a copy now they showed this so this did happen she at least forged it one time um and again she claimed you know everything was def- that that was the perfect that i mean i'm telling you, perfect storm no pun intended but the Katrina thing, it was her excuse for everything. The original birth certificate was destroyed. All the medical records were destroyed. That right there gave her the perfect end, too. Because that was the perfect lie. That was the perfect thing she'd use as a lie. Oh, well, everything was destroyed. Oh, I mean, everybody's going to believe that, right? Well, of course. So, um, so this is when it really came to a head. Gypsy had attended a science fiction Um, fantasy convention in 2001, sometimes in costumes, since she could blend into the diverse and inclusive communities in her wheelchair at a 2011 event, she, she made what may have been an escape attempt that ended when her mother found her in a hotel room with a man she had met online. Um, She met this guy at one of the conventions. He actually ended up knowing people that knew Dee, Dee, So that's how it got back to Dee Dee that she was with this guy now, the guy was 32 and Gypsy was 19 at the time, which really isn't that. I mean, it's going to sound weird to most people, but if she was 19, you're, le- you're legal an adult. You're legally an adult. He's legally an adult. But because Dee Dee was lying to everybody, she told this guy that she was only 15, that Gypsy was only 15, and said that she was going to threaten the police. So that ended all of that right there. So when she brought Gypsy home... Not only did she destroy, she took a hammer, she smashed her computer. She handcuffed Gypsy to her bed for two weeks, only releasing her to let her go to the bathroom. She starved her, except for what little, except for once a day when she was feeding her through the feeding tube. Um, And Dee Dee later told Gypsy that she did file paperwork, claiming that Gypsy was mentally incompetent, leading Gypsy to believe that if she attempted to go to the police for help, that they would not believe her. So again, this was everything to make Gypsy believe that she had no other way out. And at that point, it wasn't even so much that she was realizing that she was under this control with her mother. She was now terrified of her mother because her mother had beat her, chained her up, and told her that the police wouldn't even believe, believe her. So there's no, you know, you're, you're literally a prisoner at that point. There was no way out as far as Gypsy was concerned at that point. Sometime around 2012, Gypsy Rose continued to use the internet when her mother went to bed. She was using her mom's computer. And that's when she made online contact with Nicholas Gojohn, a man around her age from Big Bend, Wisconsin, whom she said she met on a Christian singles website. Gojon had a previous me- uh, criminal record for indecent exposure. Uh, apparently, he was jerking off watching porn in the middle of a McDonald's. Um, It'd
1: be like that. that was I'll what they kept
0: it. saying on the news report. And he had a history of mental illness, sometimes reported as dissociative identity disorder. He's also on the autism spectrum. In 2014, Gypsy Rose confided to 23-year-old neighbor, Aaliyah Woodmansey, who, unaware that Gypsy Rose was closer to her age, considering her a big sister, that she and Gojen had discussed eloping and had even chosen names for potential children. Gypsy Rose, who had five separate Facebook accounts and John flirted online. She had one that she was talking to Aaliyah on because Aaliyah was actually interviewed. And again, because she thought she was much younger. She thought she was talking to a 15 year old, not somebody that was basically only four years younger than her. And she had told her that they were going to get married in the snow and a gazebo, like all these things that she said that she was going to do as an escape to get she saw Nicholas as an escape away from her mom, but that was the only way that it was going to happen. That if she met him, she'd get married, she'd finally be able to get away. Um, they flirted online. They sometimes exchanged BDSM elements, which she has since claimed was more what he was interested in. Thinking Gypsy Woodsman Z tried to talk her out of it, thinking that Gypsy Rose was too young and possibly being taken advantage of by a sexual predator. She considered Gypsy Rose's plans just fantasies and dreams and nothing like this would ever really take place. Despite Dee Dee's efforts to prevent her from using the internet, which went as far as destroying her daughter's phone and laptop, Gypsy Rose maintained contact with Woodsman who saved printouts of her post until 2014. The next year, Gypsy Rose arranged and paid for <clears throat> Gojin to travel to Springfield. She planned to pretend to meet Gojan for the first time at a movie theater with her mother then appear to strike up a relationship based on the supposed chance encounter. When they did meet in person, Gojon says Gypsy Rose led him to the bathroom where the two had sex. Now, according to Gypsy Rose, she had talked about wanting to lose her virginity. Gojan apparently talked her into doing it that day. So, again, there's two conflicting different stories. I also think it should be noted that it was brought up later that, and, and this is, I, I feel like, this is common and this is completely normal that um, gypsy has exhibited the same manipulative tendencies that her mother has, which I think very much so. How, cause this, this has always been my thing is I, I'm very happy that she has been paroled and I'm happy that she's back with her family and she's married. But my hope and prayer is that she is getting therapy because I don't, You know, who knows what kind of therapy she got in prison because this is going to be intense. She was raised by someone who was extremely manipulative. And if she, and clearly she has carried on those same manipulative ways because she was able, you saw a lot of that in their exchange. And this again, this is no knock on and any takeaway from the abuse that she suffered, but you saw how Gypsy could manipulate it makes perfect sense gojin let me tell you something and i've i've met and i and I feel bad for this kid i've known kids like nicholas gojin it's very likely that he may not have been able to have a girlfriend or have a regular life you know maybe now with like love at first sight and the way things are now it could have been different but back then Especially the way guys like him were treated. They were looked at as weird. They were probably bullied a lot. I think in his mind, he thought he met this beautiful woman and that he was never going to get an opportunity like this and he would have done any, and you hear him talk about it, he would have done anything for her. But then he also talked about these multiple personalities he had and that he had this, And that led into the BDSM thing. And I think that's something that, you know, and Gypsy said, I was just so desperate for attention that I did. I just dressed up and I gave into these fantasies because I didn't have any other outlet. And again, who knows what kind of mind, even though she knew she was 19, she mentally could have been coming from a different place. Like my, my body is thinking one way, but my brain is thinking another way. And I don't know if I'm really in love, but I just... I know that this is different and I just want to get away from the way I'm being treated. Like, I know this isn't right. So the setup was they were supposed to, she took her mom to see the Cinderella movie and that he was supposed to be there to meet them and that that was supposed to be how she was supposed to convince her mom that he was a good guy and everything, but it just backfired. And and the the setup in and of itself was very strange because he would have just looked like this guy coming to see a kids movie with no girlfriend no kid the whole thing looked very strange um and Dee Dee put a stop to it immediately she yelled at him she didn't catch them have sex but she did catch them together and yelled at him and said get away knew something was up apparently uh slapped Gypsy in the face after all of this beat like beat her again told her you're never seeing him again never talking to him again And then that sort of put the plan in order that I think sort of in a roundabout way, it was the way it was dropped to, I don't think Gypsy planned to kill her mother. I think that she just said to Nicholas, or yeah, this was brought up in the text messages. What she said to Nicholas is the only way that we're going to be together is if my mom's not here. Like there's just no, I can't see of any other way that we're going to be together. And then that's when the then that's when he basically said, "Well, you know, I could kill." It's like that's what kind of got the ball rolling. That ultimately,
1: she was like, "Hey, you know, he she's got to go." And then he was like, "Oh, I can't wait. I'll, I'll kill her. I got you." Even though I still don't think that,
0: I don't think Gypsy really wanted her mother murdered. I don't think she did either. I just don't. I think this. Whole I don't think thing, she saw any other
1: way out. Yeah,
0: I don't think so either. And I think. I think that her and Nicholas seem like two very lost souls and very different situations, but also at the same time, similar because they were like outcasts and nobody understood their situations and how their minds work. And I think he thought he was trying to help her. And I think she thought she was trying to help him, but I don't think he realized what was really going on and i don't think she realized how like mentally messed up he actually was i don't even maybe thought that she was i don't even think she thought that he was actually gonna go through with it probably not so i think it just turned into a very sad situation where two very sad, sad people met and the whole thing just went so yeah as is, is terribly wrong as, as it
1: could go. So, if you wanted to go ahead. <sighs> so, Gojón returned to Springfield in June of... June, okay. In June 10th, 2015 arriving while Gypsy Rose and her mother were away to doctor's appointment. After they returned home and Didi had gone to sleep he went to the Blanchard house. And Gypsy Rose let him in and allegedly gave him duct tape, gloves, and a knife with the understanding that he would use it to murder Didi. She hid in the bathroom and covered her ears so she would not have to hear her mother screaming. He then stabbed Dee Dee 17 times in the back while she was asleep and afterward the two had sex in her in Gypsy Rose's room. Stole more than $4,400 in cash that Dee Dee had been keeping in the house mostly from childhood support or childhood child support checks. They fled to a motel outside Springfield where they stayed a few days while planning their next move. During that time they were seen on security cameras at several stores. Uh, Gypsy Rose said that that point, she believed the two had gotten away with their crime. They mailed the murder weapon back to Goj- Gojon's home in Wisconsin to avoid being caught with it. Then took a bus there. Several witnesses who saw the pair on their way to Greyhound Station noticed that Gypsy wore a blonde wig and walked unassisted.
0: Now, it should also be said that the reason why... Gypsy said that the reason why... And I guess this was also backed up later by Gojon. That the reason why they had sex apparently that was non-consensual according to gypsy and then according to him later i don't know how it was but she she said it verbally in an interview twice that this evil personality of his started to take over as he was thinking about killing her mother and he actually wanted to rape her mother um Um, Because I think, well, yeah, because the police actually asked him about that. Because I think that there was some type of a, like, I think his, there was a jaculant found somewhere in the room with Dee Dee. He wanted to rape her mother. Like, I think that needs to be brought up. He wanted to rape Dee Dee and then murder her. And Gypsy did not want him to rape her mother. So she said, I will agree to let you rape me if you don't do that to my mom so it wasn't that they had sex it was non-consensual because that was his fantasy he wanted to rape then murder her mother so he said i will agree if you let me rape you then i won't rape your mother because he was actually even going to do it after he murdered her which is why there was a jacqueline found in the room so I just need to make that clear because I think that there, there are just a lot of people online that are really trying to paint Nicholas Skogen as this just sort of like lovable buffoon that just sort of like fell under this spell by this girl who lied to him. And these were two, again, I just, I want to keep prefac- prefacing because I think this is just really important to the story that these were two very sick people very sick people nicholas gojon is very mentally disturbed and gypsy is too now not it wasn't like that was her fault if you look at how she was brutally tortured by her own mother but i think it just because it's so simple to look at this story black and white but this story is not black and white there are so many twists and turns so yeah, I just, I yeah, I just wanted to preface that
1: because um, no, I'm glad you're bringing that up because here's the thing. Also, a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people that bring up this because I've just been seeing a lot of TikToks and stuff about it. Right, Especially people are it. like really shitty towards Gypsy about what happened, and I'm like, you know. I get where you're coming from, but also, you're not looking at the whole situation. Yeah, that was another reason why I wanted to do this it's podcast. Like,
0: because there are so many twists and turns. That's why I said, this is not black
1: and white. This, But what's story- crazy is that when I first watched that documentary, all the way up until now, my brain's always felt sorry for her. I still do. And I still do. Because I'm like, like I said, I don't condone killing, but when you're when you literally feel so trapped like that no one's going to believe you it's like do i kill myself or do i kill to get f- to be free type of thing and then to find out that her boyfriend i don't even know if you can call him a boyfriend the guy she was seeing at the time was a fucking psychopath who once he started bringing up the fantasy of killing her mother was like oh i want to rape her you're starting to figure out the type of guy you're seeing and then you're like Oh, fuck, what have I done? Because she didn't know anything about the indecent exposure charge at
0: McDonald's. Um, I guess that there there was also mentioned that a girlfriend who... A, a, one of Nicholas's past girlfriends reached out to Gypsy, which, of course, Nicholas tried to say, Oh, she's just a jealous girlfriend. Don't listen to what she says. But this was also something that was telling. She tried to warn Gypsy about him, that he has these violent fantasies, that he he's into biting and and rape fantasies and he has these multiple personalities you need to be careful with this guy so i think in a normal everyday scenario of gypsy was just a regular 19 year old girl regular 20 what 20 year old girl that met a guy online and started dating nicholas I think all of these red flags to a normal 20 year old girl she would have been like oh my god she would have gotten away from him immediately if she would have been like you got arrested for what this girl's saying what you want to do what she would have left but that was not the case she was also a bit mentally deserved from all the abuse and torture she had gone through so that's what i'm saying there's there's too much to this story to look at it one way or another this I don't even really know if there is a happy ending. Um, I, I feel very sorry for Nicholas Gogen. Um, I don't know about life in prison um, <clears throat> for him, but I do believe, given the circumstances, he did deserve a harsher sentence than her. I don't. I do go back and forth on the life in prison thing, though. I, I don't think he deserved that. But I do think this was a very mentally disturbed young man that I think if it wasn't Gypsy, I think if it was another scenario where a girl's like, I want to be with you forever, kill, I, I think he would have done it either way. Yeah. I, I really do. And I know people are going to be, and again, this is my opinion. If you don't like it, start your own podcast. I've said it a million times. Um, <laughs> I I really do. I really believe this was a very mentally disturbed young man. And if this was any other situation with any other girl, I think it would have been the same outcome because he thought that he was so in love. I really, really do.
1: Probably really do.
0: Um, So it also should be said that at the time that they were in the hotel, because the reality started to build on what had happened with her mother, she had taken some of the sleeping and pain pills with her That her mother was giving her. So a lot of the. So during the time. That they were on the run. Especially right after it happened. When they were in the hotel. Gypsy was heavily drugged. She was drugging herself. During that time. Uh, She was taking pain medication. To numb it. She was taking sleeping medication. To try to sleep. She was starting to realize what was going on. And she was drugging herself. To not have to deal with the reality of
1: it. So I think that should also be be noted too. Well, she clearly she clearly didn't fully want it to happen and wasn't this evil person because if she's in the bathroom covering her ears, not wanting to hear her mother scream, if she's trying to take the sexual assault instead of her mother, you know, there was a part of her that cared. There was a part of her that gave a shit about her mother. And it does it it just paints her to be not an evil. And I don't person. think, and I
0: think also people have to understand that. <clears throat> I don't I think the lines between, especially I mean, with Nicholas, that goes without saying because he clearly is a very mentally disturbed young man. But I think definitely in Gypsy's case too, I think that's the other reason why she was taking the drug. You have to the lines, but I think the lines were very blurred between reality and fantasy. I think that she didn't understand what reality was or what fantasy was.
1: I don't. I, I don't yeah. think
0: she. If you look at how her life had been up into that point where it had all <coughs> been a lie, I don't. I don't think she really knew what was going on i or agree with what that. to do
1: and you're on and you've been on all these drugs the whole time i mean uh, yeah so so after seeing concerning facebook statuses posted from Dee Dee's account the blanchard's friends suspected something was amiss and when phone when phone, phone when phone calls went unanswered several friends and neighbors went to the house while the friends and neighbors knew that the two often left on medical trips unannounced They saw Dee Dee's modified car still in the driveway, making an unannounced trip unlikely. Protective film on the windows made it hard to see inside the low light. No one answered the door, so the gathered friends called 911. When the police arrived, they had to wait for a search warrant to be issued before they could enter, but they allowed one of the neighbors to present. Present to climb through a window where he saw that the inside of the house was largely undisturbed and that Gypsy Rose's wheelchairs were all present. And
0: apparently, he walked into Dee Dee's room, but did not notice her dead body laying there. The neighbor did. I'm and I'm over here, like you know, because apparently it was pitch dark. After how the could little, you not smell it though? According to this neighbor, uh, and this was so. Both in this documentary I just watched, the Gypsy Revenge one. So the windows were blacked out after the first incident where she broke her computer and beat her and chained her because she didn't want, she didn't trust anybody. She didn't want anybody to look in the house. So she did that originally. So that's why they can't look in. Second thing is after Nicholas stabbed Dee Dee, he made made Gypsy clean up the bathroom and clean up Uh, the hallway where he had dripped blood with bleach. So there was a very strong smell of bleach. And the thing that the neighbor reported was that the house was freezing cold. So they turned up the air conditioning before they left. At least they were smart enough to do that so that if the heat wasn't on, less likely that the body would decompose fast enough. So you'd be less likely to smell the body because of how cold it was. Well, there that's you know. the only way I can configure that he would not have smelled the body, but he didn't see it was dark inside and the covers were pulled up. The covers, apparent, and even from what they showed in partially of the photos of the crime scene photos, was that the blanket was pulled up. I guess just up to her head, so you didn't see where her neck was slashed. And if it, so, if, I'm guessing if it was dark enough where the blanket was pulled up, and if you couldn't smell it, I. Because even the neighbor was like, how did I not see that dead body (laughs) laying there? Because when the police went back in with the warrant, it was like, uh, bruh. Yeah, the neighbor (laughs) was like, what? (laughs) I didn't see a whole
1: dead body laying there? More than likely, if it hadn't been too long and the house was freezing cold, that right there preserved the body longer. So that
0: made sense to me, because I thought the same exact thing until that was brought up. Like, okay, well then there you go.
1: So... When the warrant was issued, police entered the house and found Dee Dee's body. All who knew the Blanchards feel the worst, feared the worst. Even if Gypsy Rose had not been harmed, they believed she would have been helpless without her wheelchair medications and support equipment like the oxygen tanks and feeding tube. A GoFundMe account was set up to pay for Dee Dee's funeral expenses and possibly Gypsy Rose's. Woodman C., who was among these, those gathered on the Blanchard's lawn, told police that she knew about Gypsy Rose and her secret boyfriend. She showed them the printouts she had saved, which included his name. Based on that information, police asked Facebook to trace the IP address from which the post to Didi's account had been made. It turned out to be in Wisconsin, and the next day, the police agencies in Wakasha County raided Gojon's Big Bend home. Him and Gypsy surrendered and were taken into custody on charges of murder and felony armed criminal action. The news that Gypsy Rose was safe and greeted with relief in Springfield, where she and Gojon were soon extradited and held out a $1 million bond. But in announcing the news, Greene County Sheriff Jim Arnett warned these are not always what they appear. Things are not always what they appear. I'm sorry. I can't read today. <laughs> <laughs> the, me- <coughs> the media in Springfield soon reported the truth of Blanchard's lives that Gypsy Rose had actually never been sick and had always been able to walk, but her mother had made her pretend otherwise using physical abuse to control her. Arnott urged people not to donate money until to the family until investigators learned the extent of the fraud. Gypsy Rose pleaded guilty to second-degree murder and was sentenced to 10 years in prison. Gojon was found guilty of first-degree murder and sentenced to life, an additional 25 years for armed criminal action. Now,
0: apparently, he is... Uh, in light of gypsy being paroled him and his attorneys are appealing that decision um and again i i personally think maybe it should have I, I don't think he should spend life in prison i don't i think he needs to be in a mental institution i really do too um i i don't you know i go back and forth you did brutally murder someone you definitely are very mentally disturbed. I definitely think that something violent was going to happen in your future. Um, but I think if there's any hopes on any type of rehabilitation or actual care or therapy, that he does need to be in a psychiatric hold somewhere I agree to get that. any real help.
1: So while in prison, Gypsy got engaged to a man named Ken, who she met through a pen pal program. They subsequently ended their relationship. Apparently all he wanted was the fame. Of course. Her family saw right through that. <laughs> and then in July of 2022, she married Louisiana teacher Ryan Anderson in a prison ceremony with no guests present. After prison, she was released on parole in, on December 28th, 2023. Serving eight years of her 10-year sentence, she announced her ebook, Released Conversations the Eve, on the Eve of Freedom, would be released in January of 2024. Following her release, Blanchard began giving interviews to various news outlets and television programs, and in her first television interview on January 5th, she spoke to Good Morning America and CNN. Later that day, she appeared on The View, in which she discussed her release from prison and her plan going forward. Um, so there have been many portrayals of Gypsy Rose and Dee Dee in
0: film and television. <clears throat> HBO released their documentary film, Mommy, Dead and Dearest, in 2017, which included exclusive interviews from Blanchard and Gogen. Um, Dr. Phil did an episode called Mother Knows Best, a story of Munchausen by proxy and murder, which features interviews with Gypsy Rose, her mother, her father and her stepmother. She also has a step sister, if you guys have seen her on social media um which premiered in november of 2017 again we mentioned the hulu eight-part miniseries the act um drag queen boa portrayed dripsy rose (laughs) on canvas jack drag race knows no bounds apparently no um and then okay so this is the one that i did not watch Mm -hmm. that apparently is available it's premiered on lifetime if you do not have cable it's available through amazon prime but you had to pay. So I did not watch this one, but this was the one that was released last month, which was the six part docu docu series entitled the prison confessions of gypsy Rose Blanchard. So these are apparently direct interviews that were done with gypsy. This was supposed to correlate with her, uh, ebook that she came out with. Um, so these were just direct interviews with her and Ryan, her father, her stepfather, um, So yeah, Um, again, I think that this whole outcome is extremely sad. I don't think there's any winners in this. Um, Even Gypsy herself says she still loves her mother, still has love for her mother, wish this murder never happened. Um, I, I really hope she's getting some kind of therapy. She desperately needs it after everything she's been through. Uh I, I hope she yeah, can find peace. Just everything. I really do. I and I hope, hope she... Nicholas gets help. I really do. I feel very sorry for Nicholas Gogin. Mm-hmm. I think that he was definitely headed down the wrong path. Um, I don't this is just my personal opinion, and it's from interviews that I've seen that I don't think his family really did their due diligence in making sure he got the help he needed um i think there just should have been a lot more done because this again if you just watch what i've watched and you look more into this he was definitely headed down a road of violence something was going to happen he was going he was either going to rape somebody or like some something was going to happen i don't know if it would have been full out murder But something very catastrophic was in this young man's future. Something was about to happen. Um, So I really hope he gets the help that he deserves. I don't think life in prison is the thing for him. I think it would be much better if he was in a psychiatric facility for at least 20 years, maybe something like that, because not only to serve out what I would think would be justified for the murder, but also making sure that he's actually getting some type of mental rehabilitation and help. Um, this whole thing is sad, but at the end of it, I really hope everybody finds peace, especially Gypsy Rose. This was a very innocent life brought into this world under the worst circumstances, and she experienced nothing but torture. She said that the eight years in prison was better than the entire life that she had with her mother.
1: That says something, man. (laughs) man that says something that
0: she found herself she was happier treated better everything while she was in prison than the 20 years almost 20 years she had with her own mother so i mean i you know people can say what they want about this but i just i really hope that all of this put a lot in context to what people have been seeing and hearing about her and making judgments that I think are so far off course when they don't know the whole story. Um, and again, I, none of this justifies anything that's been done. And I think anybody within the sound of my voice knows that. Nobody is condoning this and nobody mm-hmm. said this was right. But this was just a very sad, very complex, horrible, horrible story that... The only outcome was going to be a tragic one, because it was either going to be Dee Dee dying or Gypsy dying. That's really, how I feel about this whole there situation. There was really no good There, to was, come out never, at all. there was never going to be a good outcome in this whole thing. The way this was go- going, how systematic this abuse was. Literal torture. I don't even call it abuse. I mean, because when, when she really, when you hear it from her own words, the rundown, when you see the lists in front of you on these documentaries, when you see the closet full of medications, when you see the feeding tube in her, I, this is torture. This was, this was decades of torture at the hands of your own mother. So I don't, I don't know. Again, I'm not condoning, but anybody out here trying to say Dee Dee was a victim, y'all, please. Come on now. I'm going to need you to not with that. I absolutely (laughs) did not deserve to be brutally
1: murdered that way. I mean, the only time she she can actually claim being a victim is her mother. If her mother was actually doing the same thing to her, then she can claim being a victim. But, 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 karma's a bitch. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm just saying this right now. She could have stopped the generational trauma. She could have been like, this is how my mother treated me. I would never do that to my child. I want what's better for my child. And instead, she completely does the exact same thing, probably even worse. And guess what? Karma
0: really came to claim that. Because she did not want to give up
1: the control of all of that attention. And I feel like that's what it was. She had no control over anything in her fucking life at all. And she didn't get therapy and she didn't get help. So what does she do? She's like, I have a child. Now I can control everything this child does. And And I'm going to profit off of that, which is sickening, honestly. While she was
0: still getting alimony, child support, and health insurance from Rod. Up until the day she died from the start. This is not counting. Habitat for Humanity built their house, this custom tub, all this stuff. All the money that they were getting from from cancer support centers and and local charities. All the churches around the towns that raised money. Um, Free trips to Disney World, Disneyland. All these things. Dee Dee was, was not innocent. Okay? No. You watch the mommy dead. You watch the one? Her, uh, her father and her stepmother flushed her ashes down the toilet. According to what the sister said. They flushed the woman's ashes. Nobody wanted to claim her ashes. And when they finally did, they flushed them down the toilet. So, that was family. What does that family tell you? That did that. So, come on now.
1: What does D that tell you? was not a good person. No.
0: Okay. Did she deserve what happened to her? Absolutely not. But did her, Gypsy? So I, again, I'm glad we were able to talk about this. I'm glad we were able to give more context. Um, and again, we just hope that everybody that's still around for all of this live out in peace. We hope Gypsy lives her life in peace. We really hope she's getting help. But at you know at the end of the day, we hope she she everybody. Nobody deserves to go through what she went through.
1: Mm-mm.
0: Nobody. So,
1: and I do. I hope. I hope you know. Just like I've said many, many times, I hope she finds peace. And I genuinely feel like it was self defense. And I feel like people need to stop coming at her. And being assholes it to was her. She's self-defense. She's gone through enough and she's trying to build herself back up and probably just y'all enjoy the little, life that Y'all she think has. You're little,
0: you little keyboard warriors after everything she's been through. You think you... Stop. And the eight years in prison. Keep, keep that shit to yourself. You have no idea what you're
1: talking about. And... Thank God she's got a good support system around her. Not to mention a lot of you little keyboard warriors, 90% of you don't even have your real face as your profile picture, so... Gone somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have to fucking say. I don't have my real picture on my profile,
0: but I'm not in people's business. So... Yeah, but it's its a caricature your, of you. Show your fate. All I'm going to say is, if you're going to be... If you mind your business... Profile whatever you want, but if you're gonna be in everybody, if you're gonna be bold enough to be in everybody's business, unprivate your page and put your face out there. That's all I'm gonna say. Unprivate your page and put your face out there. If you want to be, I'm in nobody's business. Same. I'm not in people's comments. I don't do that. Because I have a life. I touch grass. I have people that love me. I don't have time for all of that. Okay, the rest of y'all, unprivate your page and show your face if you want to be that bold to be in everybody's no, face. No, because they wouldn't do it to, to somebody's face. Ever. You would never. Never. Because you would catch a twisted tea can to the dome with a quickness. The way some of y'all talk. Like you got the cojones to be talking to people like that, you would never in your life. In all
1: in all Ever reality, in your life, you would catch, actually you would catch all the hands, the elbows, and the toes. <laughs> Talking I'm actually like very surprised that Gypsy came out of prison and immediately got social media. Like to be completely I'm honest, not. I'm I'm kind of surprised With the book, if
0: you're gonna market yourself, well, you yeah. have to have you're social right. media. You don't have you're any right. other choice. That's right. why. It was the book and the documentary. She had to. Yeah. And the reason why I only she got say that, that bitch got verified with the quickness. I'll tell you that all these people that were like, "God damn it!" It took me such such a that bitch got out of prison two weeks. She's already verified, and I'm like, "Well, well, I mean,
1: what are you gonna do?" She's she's a bit more high profile. That's all I'm saying. I think the thing with me was because I was like.
0: I was worried about that she would get. people. That's what I was worried about was her mental capacity and handling what people were going to say. But I took it as, well, if you're going to market anything, you have no choice, but to have social media. There's no other way around it. You're, you're not, you're not going to have any reach. It was the people that were literally out here like, yes, queen go girl that are like, what? And then immediately turn against her. I'm like, you don't have any idea what you're talking. She's not a goddamn influencer. Exactly. Well, we were just talking about that though. Gen Z is fucking up everything, so we're not even going to talk she's about. She's not it.
1: even Gen Z. She's a fucking millennial. She's thirty two. She's a millennial. <laughs> so I don't. She's older than me. I <laughs> oh my god! Sorry. <laughs> I'm so we're sorry. sorry. Thank you.
0: See, Gen Z out here just you're setting people off. <laughs> you made my friend have a conniption. You <laughs> all out here so setting listening.
1: people off. I'm so. I'm just. uh, I'm so tired of this is a whole other podcast, but I'm just so fucking tired of everyone wanting to be viral and doing the dumbest shit to do it. It's the world we live in now. I'm over here trying to do everything not to be viral. It's the oh my god. I mean it would be cool if our podcast went viral, that'd be cool, but I'm like me as a person, no. (laughs) I don't I don't want that.
0: I want to fade into the bushes like Homer. Fade
1: <laughs> into <you. laughs>
0: like I don't exist. I'm out. Um. All right, guys. So that was Gypsy Rose tonight, and next week, uh, we are getting black back. Black, black. We getting black. Yep. We getting back black. And I mean, History technically, month. you ain't wrong. Yeah, we getting back black.
1: Technically not because we're actually yeah. going to talk about things for Black History
0: Month we this are. month. Next week is the Haunted LaLaurie Mansion. I am so fucking excited to talk about this. I, still can't, I can't believe we've not talked about this either. I am <laughs> I am too. Because I've known about this forever. Forever. And I've it's one of the reasons been...
1: I've wanted to go to Nor
0: Norangelans. <laughs> I don't know why you I just. You took like three cities and just shoved them all together. I don't know why
1: <laughs> I just mixed New Orleans and Los Angeles and said New Orangelands. But New Orleans. There you go. New Orleans. I do not want to go to Los Angeles. Um, I used to want to, but not now. Hell no. But yeah, I've always wanted to. That's like the number one place I've wanted to go uh, whenever I would visit New Orleans. So haunted. That's why. Ghosts. All the ghosts. Um, Then again, I'm white. Maybe I shouldn't. Probably not. (laughs) I'd be like, listen. Very angry. I'm not one of them. I'm not. I need you to go with me. I'm not one of them. I apologize for my ancestors. I didn't do it. I didn't do not it. Not to be that white person, but I got a black best friend. I'm gay. And I'm gay. Gay. I just start screaming gay. Uh, <laughs> what I need to do is go to Target and get one of those like Black Lives Matter shirts and like get a bunch of merch and stuff and walk in there like, I am one of... I am okay. With I am a, not one of... With a giant them. pride flag. <laughs> Big black... Listen, I'm... Hey, look. I will... I you will braid it? my hair, the you little hair it? that I have, and have a Black Lives Matter flag and a Pride but flag. But do you coming see it?
0: Out. Please help, 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 help.
1: Um. <laughs> yes. So, if
0: you guys want to prep for this, I'm, I'm, I cannot remember what episode it was, but Portals to Hell actually I'm got sure if granted. You, it, you could find it. They got granted special access. They were the first paranormal team to actually go inside and be able to investigate inside. That had never happened before. Um, They got some crazy shit. Yeah, they did. Uh, Season 1, Episode 7. Watch it and then go to Jack's Ghosts and Grit podcast on YouTube and listen to the episode that him and Katrina did about it together. Where they talk about all the behind the scenes stuff that went on while they were shooting it. Crazy episode. The sounds, shadow peep everything that was fucking it's very haunted the history of this place is insane mm-hmm. um i mean it that was coven was one of the best american horror stories and that so the truly kathy bates yep played uh madame LaLaurie, um the the the, the a fictional version of her she was still a son this, coven, that woman was very sadistic um fucked up but yeah we are definitely we're going to talk about the whole story everything that happened the lore the legends the real story uh the hauntings everything else that nicholas cage owned it at one time um yeah so next week that is going to be our discussion rounding out black history
1: month for the last two months and again Season one, episode seven, Portals to Hell. You can watch on Discovery, Discovery Plus.
0: Plus. Also, watch uh, Gypsy's Revenge is on Discovery Plus if you guys wanted to watch that as well. And Mommy Dad and Dearest is streaming on Max. Those are the two free ones if you wanted to watch them. The other ones are on uh, Amazon Prime. Each episode you have to pay for, so uh, not about that life. I'm
1: trying to save my money. <laughs> Horror Hound is coming up. We don't have spare money right now.
0: No. So, Horror Hound tattoos. I I have no money. I have no money. No money. I'm like, take my... I oh, my, I got my check. no money. Here. <laughs> have this. Oh,
1: here's my check. No money. Here you go. <laughs> What's your bank account number? <laughs> Let me just transfer. Routing and checking. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. So, of course, you know we have the, all of the socials, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at podcast Handle is DFWTO8811. If you have any questions or concerns, want to say hey or give us ideas for the podcast, you can email us at DFWTO8493 at gmail.com. And lastly, um, follow and subscribe on iTunes, Google Pod. Actually, I'm going to stop saying Google Podcast since that's about to change. But iTunes, Podbean, and Spotify, Give us a review, and make sure you subscribe or follow. That way, you always know when we put new episodes out. And I think that is it. Is that it?
0: I think that's it. I know the Google Podcast is going to be a hard uh, that'll that'll be a hard habit to break. I'm going to be working on the podcast. Even heavily. though I think most people listen to us on Spotify and iTunes, mm-hmm. but we do like to plug the other
1: platforms just i think case. podbean gets a big one a big too because we've got like 33, downloads on downloads a podbean. lot of our
0: international we uh, thank you everybody across the pond any of our international listeners i think most people internationally listen to us on podbean so that's
1: that is very very awesome um it might actually be helpful for the youtube thing because youtube is international too yeah. so it you know that might be everything from google <laughs> we'll uh, just see how okay. youtube handles it Going over to YouTube
0: Music for Streaming.
1: Yes, and buy our merch. Help buy us our support. merch. All yes. of the money goes back into the podcast. So Yes. One day it would be very nice to have a table at Horror Hound. So maybe just maybe one day. Just, one day. Yeah. All the conventions, anything, everything that you give back helps support us. And we very much appreciate it. All right, guys. Well, thank you as always for your support. We love you all. Have a wonderful week. And remember
0: don't don't fuck fuck with the original.
1: original. Okay, bye. Bye.